welcome back. And if you're new to my podcast, welcome. I'm really glad that you decided to stop by and check this out. I'd love your feedback on it. Do you know what it means to be operating from a scarcity mindset? What I've come to learn is most people understand the words scarcity, but aren't necessarily clear on what that means with respect to mindset let alone how it impacts our daily lives. So I thought it would be a good idea if we talked about that today. And before we do, please let me introduce myself. Hi there, my name is Dr. Kelly Ray and I'm a mindset coach, counselor, notably known as the inner critic tamer. And I am super uber passionate about helping others just like you and me who have survived or gone through some things that perhaps we don't like to talk about, but we know that we want to be better because it means something to us, our families, our communities, everyone around us, right? I'm obsessed with teaching others how to tame their inner critic, that inner childhood conditioning, or as I'd like to say, undo some of that crap that may have happened to you along the way and keeps you stuck and holds you back a little bit and teach you how to heal from it in order to live the vibrant life that you are designed to live. And during this episode, we're going to be talking about practicing abundance, even with a scarcity mindset. So have you ever thought or said anything similar to this? Uh, I didn't sleep enough. Or uh, there's just not enough time. Or, hmm, I wish I had more opportunities. Or, ah, I should have said more. Or, I wonder what bad news I'll get today. Do any of these sound familiar? Are you frustrated because all your money goes towards bills and you have nothing physical to show for your hard work? What have I told you? It's all in your head. And I know some people probably just rolled their eyes as I said that, but I know that you're open-minded, so you're going to stick with me here a little bit, and let's, let's talk about this. If you're someone who's said some of those phrases or anything remotely similar, then you're dealing with a scarcity mindset, and, and this episode is for you. The truth is, the way you think can make or break your outlook on life. It's important to recognize the thoughts we're putting into our heads or rolling around in our heads and addressing them. Don't worry. I'm going to help you learn how to shift your mindset from scarcity to abundance, understanding that scarcity is kind of falls under the umbrella of survival or the primordial brain of ours that's constantly looking out for that saber-toothed tiger. It's becoming consciously aware that we have that operating system within us and letting it not control us and us being able to control it in a way that allows us to live more vibrantly. In this episode, you're not only going to learn how the scarcity mindset makes problems worse, but also learn why you have scarcity mindset, the differences between scarcity and abundance, and exercises for shifting your mindset and more. I hope you're ready to dive in because I got a lot to cover today. So what is scarcity mindset? To discover whether you 
or not you have a scarcity mindset, you should first know what it means, right? I mean, you hear about it, you know, it could be a buzzword that's going on to, you know, a lot of coaches and stuff out there use it as a way to help people with, you know, making more money and selling those big high ticket coaching programs and all of that. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not judging that. But I know that you guys see this if you're online, in social media and stuff. It's in all of the feeds, especially if it's something that you might be interested in. Um, and God knows our phones are listening to us, right? So probably who knows what's going to show up on my phone because I record these episodes often through my phone and then upload it on to my various sites where this is hosted. Nice little side segue there. Anyway, um, let's, <laughs> let me get back on track. So if you don't know or haven't heard of Stephen Covey, he's a pretty amazing guy. And I, he, he shares an example of this very thing we're talking about on scarcity mindset. He says, most people are deeply scripted in what he calls the scarcity mentality. He says they see life as only having so much as though there was only one pie out there. And if somebody gets a big piece of that pie, then that means there's only a little bit left for everybody else, right? How sad would that be? I like pie. Good thing we can change this around. So let me give you three signs of scarcity mindset. One, believing that situations are permanent or inevitable. I'm going to share something a little personal with you. From a young age, I was inspired by my parents' relationship. And without ever being told specifically, I adopted a belief that you pursue, pursue one person in life and that's who you get married to. Little was I aware that it really didn't exactly work that way for most of us. According to the world, having multiple heartbreaks is just the way it is. It's inevitable. But you know what I think? I think that the world's way of thinking is harming our self-esteem and depleting our energy. We can change our mindset and choose to seek our own happiness. This applies to more than just relationships. It applies to various situations in life that the world or even yourself are telling you is permanent when that isn't the case. Number two, being envious of others. This is huge. And I know some of you right now are saying, I'm not envious of anybody. We often waste our time being envious of the material items that others have when instead we could choose to think abundantly and be thankful for the things that we have. The other thing is, sometimes we also may not be jealous of other people, but we might be thinking and focusing on what it is that we don't have based on what we see that they have, if that makes sense to you. What good does being jealous of others have in your life? I can tell you absolutely nothing. The only thing it does is it 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 destroys you, it ruins relationships, it causes, you know, more of the scarcity mindset to happen and it's really like digging yourself into a hole. 
Number three is overindulgence. This is the one that I think many resonate with. And maybe not even from a conscious level that they are doing this. When we operate from a place of scarcity, we tend to overindulge in several areas of our life. This could be different for everyone. But from working with quite a few people and their relationship with money, the big thing is overspending. You may be wondering how in the world overspending could be a sign of scarcity. Well, it's more of an unconscious thing. If we unconsciously think of money as a scarce resource, we can and likely will use that resource for pleasure. It's really just a source of instant gratification. When you have a rough day and strongly feel you could use something positive, do you indulge in a favorite meal, stop for your favorite meal on the way home, or maybe stack your Amazon cart with things? Or... Go do some of that good old-fashioned retail therapy shopping. If you need some questions to help determine if you're in scarcity, here's a few that I want to share with you. One, what do you complain about most? And I mean, take some time to write this stuff down because I want you to take and think about it first. I want you to really give yourself permission to be honest with yourself because you know, a lot of times when you hear these kind of questions being asked, you're just automatically responding. You're not necessarily writing it down saying, hmm, I never thought about that before. Let me think, what do I complain about? What do I, hmm, maybe I'm not even aware that I complain. Hmm. Think about that. Number two, do you feel that you're lacking something in life? Number three, do you find yourself wishing that you had what others have or more than what you already have? Four, do you find yourself under-tipping your server? Number five, are you someone who limits your travel to save gas? Okay, maybe this isn't a good one with the gas prices nearly reaching $6 a gallon here in California. (laughs) Good grief, Charlie Brown. That's crazy. But I think you get my, I think you get what I'm trying to say here, right? Think about some of these questions and ask yourself, because a lot of times we have these systems, our thoughts that are operating automatically, that we're not even paying attention. We're not even looking at them to realize that they're kind of running the show in the background. And then we're wondering why our life's like it is sometimes. You may think you're unlucky or that you're a victim of your own circumstances. You may even cling to the money, people, or material things you have out of fear that they'll go away. If you're listening to this and this sounds like you, then it's possible that you're just like everyone else and operating from scarcity. And that's okay. Often when we realize something we desire is missing in life, our brain will only focus on that one thing. Scarcity is a natural place to fall. It's human nature. As I mentioned earlier, it's part of that, you know, primordial brain that's looking to always be safe. Now that you're aware, though, and know that this is normal, 
you should continue listening to dig in deeper and understand why you may be coming from the place. Because, okay, maybe we have some awareness now, but, but why do we have it? And, and what do we do with it? And how do we change it? Keep listening. I gotcha. According to psychology today, being poor changes the way we feel and think. I know that that's not surprising, right? Our brain can't function properly without first meeting its basic needs. And if you grew up in an environment where your basic needs were scarce, then naturally you're going to carry a feeling of scarcity, even if your environment improves. If you did grow up where your basic needs were met, but still struggle with money, then it's very possible you picked up feelings of scarcity somewhere along the way. This could have been passed down from your parents if they continually stressed the need to survive or repeatedly said something like, no, we can't afford that. Now, now look, I get it. That's an easy thing to say to kids because they don't know if that's true or not. And you don't want to have a back and forth conversation with them in the store as to why they're not going to get something today. But at the same time, these words sink in and become an automatic operating system running in the background of their mind, also known as their unconscious mind. And it's quite possible that it's running in your unconscious mind right now. Businesses use urgency and scarcity to improve their conversions. They make you think that there's fewer resources. I'm sure you've heard of the term FOMO, fear of missing out. And so it's not unusual for businesses to do that because they're wanting to have their goods and needs and services bought and purchased and used, right? They're using the idea of scarcity to make you buy their products or services. So how does the scarcity mindset make problems worse? The scarcity mindset keeps you focused on the things that you have out of fear of losing them. Because of this, you don't seek new opportunities and your growth is limited. For example, you could be fearful of becoming an entrepreneur due to the false sense of security from your nine to five paycheck, which is really putting your financial well-being into the hands of someone else. And I know that you've heard this. I've, I have heard of this during my lifetime of people who have worked for companies 20, 25, 30 years, have invested their entire careers and had pensions and all of that, all to have a company go bankrupt or belly up, and then there's no retirement for them. No, uh, terrible, right? And it, and it happens, and I doubt that it's going to stop happening. It's just human nature. And I share this with you just to give you examples and also to maybe have you plug into your own life. That's the whole point of this episode is to plug into you so that you know that you're making the optimal well choices and decisions for you on a conscious level every day. Because the scarcity mindset focuses on things you don't have. You naturally spend less time focusing on other things. 
I'm going to ask you, have you ever seen the Harvard experiment demonstrating that we miss a lot of what goes on around us when we have a laser focus? Oh my God. If you have not, I'm going to try to attempt to put a link in the description of this episode so that you can watch it. And I'm going to highly recommend that you watch this. I remember the first time I saw this and I was absolutely blown away. I could not believe. I thought, you know, I thought I was pretty attuned. I thought I could see stuff pretty great that I wasn't, I wasn't missing out on anything. Uh, little did I know. I'm going to um, tell you, it's called The Invisible Gorilla. Just in case I can't get the link in the description of this week's episode, go to YouTube and look up The Invisible Gorilla. You'll, you'll be mind blown. I would like to point out, though, that the scarcity mindset isn't necessarily always bad. The scarcity mindset can prioritize our choices by focusing on what we may need to do or achieve or goals, for example, and ignore irrelevant tasks. Realistically, I know that when I have an assignment that's due, a project that I'm working on, and it's due in an hour or within the day, I can get laser focused on getting nothing distracts me from getting that done. As opposed to that scarcity mindset, I'd say, hey, you better you better do this or you're going to miss out and help me jump back into staying on my assignment. But if the assignment's not due for a month, probably a good chance that my focus is going to be somewhere else. This is natural and normal. Many of us do this. And so, but it's just an example of how, you know, it's not all horrible to have that. It does kind of help give you that little oomph, that little edge, but we all don't want to be working from that oomph and that edge 24-7 because then we miss a lot of opportunities along the way. So what is an abundance mindset? An abundance is commonly defined as having plenty of. Those who think abundantly recognize that they can be in the driver's seat of their own lives. They work on things bigger than themselves. Stephen Covey talks about the abundance mentality. The abundance mentality flows out of a deep inner sense of personal worth and security. It is the paradigm that there is plenty out there and enough to spare for everybody. It results in sharing of prestige, of recognition, of profits, of decision making. It opens possibilities, options, alternatives, and creativity. You believe that there is always enough, that there is room for everyone. There is plenty of money opportunity, time, love, etc. You can get that job you've been dreaming of. You are worthy of receiving and giving love. Those with an abundance mindset, mindset celebrate the successes of others. Of course, it's unrealistic to think that we'll think abundantly all the time. But being able to recognize when you're thinking from a place of scarcity will help you be able to make shifts to thinking more abundantly. You get to check yourself, right? 
you get to be, oh, <laughs> okay, here's where that, I call it the inner critic. I've named mine Trudy. This is where Trudy's coming up. Trudy's triggering me to feel like I'm, you know, that I'm not good enough, that, you know, this thing I want to work on's already been done, so why do it? You know, that kind of nonsense chatter that happens in our mind. If we're not aware of that, then we just go about life like, yeah, it's already been done, so I can't do it. No, I get to say, hey, Trudy, <laughs> you get to sit in the shotgun seat because I'm driving this ship, and it doesn't matter how many people are out here doing the same thing I want to do. In fact, how awesome is that? Because there's 8 billion people on the planet, there's plenty of people to help and serve. I can honestly tell you that was not my mindset years ago. I took it as, eh, I can't do that. But it's a, it's a switch that we have the ability once we're aware that we're in that. So I'm going to give you some examples right now as we lead into scarcity mindset versus abundance mindset. There's going to be some examples here for you. While scarcity mindset thinks there isn't enough for everyone, the abundance mindset says there's more than enough for everyone. And I know I keep quoting Stephen Covey, but it's really important. It's it's real relative to the conversation today, and, and he's highly respected. I love his work. In the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Powerful Lessons of Personal Change, he tells us that coming from a place of lack causes us to compete for available resources even when there's an abundance of them. So I'm going to give you, let me see, Three examples, a few differences between scarcity and abundance. Number one, take risk versus playing it safe. When you have a lens of abundance, you realize that in order to grow, you'll have to leave your comfort zone. Those that think scarcely live in fear and avoid risk. Number two, there is plenty versus we have a deficit. As I mentioned before, a person with a lens of abundance believes there's always more than enough for everyone. Alternatively, a person living in a scarcity paradigm lives in fear that they'll lose, won't have a seat at the table, and are in constant competition with others. Number three, think positively versus thinking negatively. The abundance mindset says that the glass is half full, whereas the scarcity mindset says the glass is half empty. If you choose to live in abundance, you'll think positively about various things that happen in life, whether good or bad. You'll see the lesson from those negative or bad experiences. Those who live in scarcity have a victim mentality and blame others rather than taking responsibility. They don't tend to see the lesson from a bad or negative experience. I got a bonus one for you. Embracing change versus fearing change. Change is inevitable. The abundance mindset recognizes that and is open to accepting changes. Fear of change limits the scarcity mindset. So how do we reverse a scarcity mindset? All right. So let's say you know you have a scarcity mindset, how it makes problems worse, and the differences between scarcity and abundance. Now what? How do you stop living with a scarcity mindset? 
it's time to overcome the scarcity mind paradigm and switch to a lens of abundance. I'm going to give you some actionable steps that you can take to reverse your scarcity mindset. I talk about this one until, I don't know, forever. And we'll continue to talk about it. Use language of prosperity. Words freaking matter. Shift your thinking from focusing on what you don't have and focus on the abundance that you do have. Reprogram your brain by making a conscious choice to think positively. Your words have a huge impact on your mindset. I want you to tell your brain what to focus on. You are absolutely in charge of your brain, your thoughts, your words, your actions. Sit in that seat of knowingness. I cannot tell you this enough. So many people go through life as a victim mentality or, well, that's just how life is and I just can't seem to get ahead because your freaking mindset is set that way. We have the ability, you have the ability, absolutely, unquestionably, 100% have the ability to change things in your life if you so choose to do so. It requires you doing that. You taking the action, you getting the assistance that you may need to do that. Because sometimes, I mean, I needed somebody to help me be able to switch that switch in my head to be able to even acknowledge that I had a Trudy in my head. And then since then, I've learned how to understand her language and I teach my clients how to understand their own language. But I'm telling you, you have to be the captain of your ship, your brain, your mind, It's imperative. It's everything. Practicing abundance affirmations on a daily basis can shift your mentality from a scarcity to abundance. That's a little thing that makes a big impact at the end of the day. Another one is focus on what you have. Avoid comparisons. Look, here's when Trudy pipes up for me. When I wake up and I'm not necessarily feeling on my game and I go to put my clothes on for the day and for some reason it's the same clothes I've worn for the, I don't know how long, nothing's changed. My diet hasn't changed. My physical movement hasn't changed. All still spot on. But whatever, that day I wake up and my clothes feel like crap. I feel like I look like crap in my clothes and you go through a bunch of clothes. Yeah, there's probably a good chance in that mindset not going to be real dialed in to all the positivity. And the next thing you know, you open up your social media and you see somebody who's wearing some freaking amazing outfit. And you're just like, "Hmm, I wish I looked like that. It's not even a conscious thought that you're having. It's just a thought. Because it's just who we are as humans. And as humans, we have the ability to, hey, I'm going to slow the roll. What did I just say? Okay, first I'm going to change my attitude to, wow, she's rocking that outfit. And if I wanted to, I could rock that outfit too. That's a way better different attitude to have. And we have the ability to change that. 
It doesn't benefit you to remind yourself of the things that you don't have or aren't fitting or aren't looking good on you right now or aren't working out right now. Instead, I want you to make an effort to think about what you do have. It may even help to write a list of things that you're grateful for every morning. This is a big one that I teach my clients. And again, these things that I teach you here are things that I practice in my own practice with my clients. And they may seem simple and not very big, but I'm telling you, if you can't do the simple things, when when life starts to come and knock you down, those simple things are going to be really freaking hard to do. So practice the simple things every single day so that they become that automatic response instead of the reaction response that happens when life's not going great. Another one is recognize how your past has impacted you. If you were unconsciously taught to live in scarcity, it's important to realize where that thinking came from. Knowing where your mindset stems from will help you be able to tackle it more effectively and shift your mindset. And, dare I suggest, rewrite your past. The past exists only in your head, and you can make it mean whatever you want. Is it possible that you had the exact past you needed in order to create your future? Possibly. Maybe you needed to go through that. I don't know. But we have the ability to move past it. Another one is don't accept it is what it is as an answer. To me, that just seems like such a lazy or uh, convenient expression to have when we don't want to put any effort into something. Remember what I said about my parents being only married to each other for 45 years, I might add. Yeah, that might be a rare sight, but it is possible. Don't limit yourself to what the world says is and is not achievable. You can achieve whatever you want. Practice gratitude. Oprah once said, if you look at what you have in life, you'll always have more. If you look at what you don't have in life, you'll never have enough. This is easier said than done, but you can start to practice gratitude, as I mentioned, by writing down five things that you're grateful for every single day. It could even be as simple as having a roof over your head or clean water to drink. The five-minute journal is a great way to start practicing gratitude. Acknowledge others' successes. Typically, a consequence of scarcity is jealousy or envy. To overcome that, make a conscious effort to improve your outlook by applauding others' achievement. Applaud those that are doing what it is that you want to do. Because that means it's possible for you. Surround yourself with abundance-minded people. Have you ever heard that expression that says, if you're the smartest person in the room, then you're in the wrong room. The same applies with abundance. You should surround yourself with people who are positive and see the glasses half full. 
This could even be people you don't know. Find an inspiring or educational channel on YouTube to follow. Find an Instagram influence who, who has something of value to give. Do you look up to the people that you surround yourself with? That's a good indicator of if you're surrounding yourself with the right people. Visualize future versions of yourself. The past exists, again, in your memory. The future exists only in your imagination. Try to imagine your future with goals you have in mind and live that life. Every aspect of it. Do this every day. Imagine what it's like. Our brain doesn't know the difference between reality and fantasy. It just knows what we feed it. So why would you not feed it something good? Perhaps you need a refresher on creating effective goals. And don't worry, I got gotcha. you. I'm going to tell you ways that you can connect with me. So if you need some help, you can connect with me. I'll share at the end of this episode and, and we'll get that going for you. Apply a beginner's mindset. Those who practice abundance crave opportunities to learn and grow. Recognize that you don't know everything and remain open with a willingness to learn. As we begin to wrap up this week's episode, I want you to know it's not uncommon to operate from a place of scarcity. Negative thoughts enter our minds on a daily basis. So it's only natural for us to fall into scarcity paradigm. You can reverse a scarcity mindset and increase your abundance mentality by implementing the strategies I've shared with you today. The reverse may not happen overnight, but gradually you'll start to recognize the possibilities and see changes in your outlook in life. Remember, you've got this. And as always, of course, I'm rooting for you. I promise you this. Shifting from a scarcity mindset to an abundance mindset won't be easy. And it won't happen overnight without intentions and effort. But it is worth it. Because there is love, money, opportunities, and more waiting for you. And you deserve it. If you have found this episode helpful and would like more topics like this or know someone who could use a little extra support along the way, I encourage you to reach out and schedule some time with me, which I'll share with you in just a minute. I'm also going to encourage you to share and follow this podcast as new episodes come out every week. Look, we never know who's going through something or who could use a little extra support or who could be operating from this scarcity mindset and it's actually tripping them up in life and they just want to break. These things that I've shared with you could be something that you could be helping somebody with, which is why I do this so that I can share the help and then you help me share the help so that we can all benefit and rise together. I love the expression, the tide rises all boats. Why not? We all deserve that, don't we? 
Lastly, here's the ways that you can either connect with me or schedule an appointment with me. I'm on Instagram at AskDrKellyRay. Kelly Ray is spelled K-E-L-L-Y-R-A-E. I'm on Facebook at Dr. Kelly Ray B, B as in brown. I'm on TikTok at Dr. Kelly Ray. My website is drkellyray.com. And my email is drkellyray at gmail.com. Until next week, please know I send you so much love.